0: this foodie for thought podcast is sponsored by no one help me welcome back to the foodie for thought podcast if you are new please consider subscribing and liking and if you are returning guest, then thank you very kindly for joining us again welcome back to the first initial four-part series on the idea of resilience i am your host kung foodie otherwise known in the streets as james and today we have the final installment the fourth episode of the initial four-part series in the Foodie for Thought podcast, and we are talking about the word resilience. This is my, my message, the message, the word. Resilience, if you have not been here and we have not, we've been talking about the idea of resilience, not on the idea of how well we can bounce back, although it is very much that meaning, resilience has that idea that we must search inside for a greatness. We must not chase greatness outside of ourselves, but we must dig within. Resilience is the idea of connecting with ourselves. On a deeper meaning so that we can reach deeper into our... ...callings that have been placed on our life to share our gifts, to share with people. And the idea of resilience, if you haven't been here before, let me just give you the rundown. Or if you've been here, let me give you the spiel one more time. Resilience is made up of three pillars. Passion, excellence, and discipline. In the second episode, we talked about passion. And the many ways of that we can connect with our purpose. And our passions often lead us to our purpose. On the idea of excellence... Excellence is a practice. It is not something that we chase to become perfect. Notice that we have to be perfect. Notice that we have to chase perfection, but we have to dig inside to become an excellent human being. And whatever it is that we practice or whatever it is that we are doing, it is demanding that we become excellent in many aspects of our life. And the last time that we got to talk, I talked about the six pillars of excellence with inside of resilience, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I'm going to save that. But today we're talking about the third and final. Because as much as we can be passionate people, we can bring unwavering servitude and joy wherever we go. And the idea of excellence that we, it is a practice and it's something that we grow better. And there is always a higher mountain to climb without this third pillar none of that even matters and that third pillar is discipline discipline is what gives us the freedom to be able to to live our lives discipline is our best friend and it can be a very scary word to a lot of people it's a harsh word it's something it's something of a chore but discipline is actually something that allows you to be able to go and seek and always have access to your purpose. It is what allows us to always keep striving to become better in what we do and to be able to get to where we want to be. And I learned that in the martial arts. I le- I've studied a lot of different types of arts. I've studied karate, taekwondo, Burmese kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, ka- trained in a lot of different things. And a lot of these translations of these word of these words in Japanese or whatever other, you know, whatever other language that is spoken, you can break down the translations, and I love how they translate. Karate, for example, the translation of that is the way of the empty hand. Taekwondo is the art of the hands and feet. Jiu Jitsu is the gentle art. And if you've ever trained jiu-jitsu, you realize there's really nothing gentle about it. It is what it leaves us broken. But hearing, going back to that, hearing these translations and how they start with the way. The art of has been really attractive to me. Jeet Kune Do, the, the system developed by Bruce Lee, translates to the way of the intercepting fist. And that's inspired me. Because as I've formulated this message of resilience, I realized as much as these three pillars are all playing very significant parts has to be the backbone of everything. Titled Resilience The Way of Discipline. And I want to start off with the following. I've had this question because I've been in the fitness industry for a while now. I've been a full-time fitness coach, nutritionist for about six years now. And one of the number one things that I've seen that's a misconception, not necessarily a myth, but a misconception is where do people start? How do people start? And everybody's looking for the same thing, to start from a very motivated sort of place that I have to be motivated to be able to go and do what I need to do. And anybody who's, if you've ever been on a fitness journey that's had a roller coaster, or if you've been in a, a, a journey of trying to save your finances or invest your money wisely, its it's hard because you want to spend and you want to save and then you want to invest. And then, oh, but I really want that thing, but I know I don't really need it right now, but I need to go do that. I need to go collect that. I need to go buy that. Especially within the fitness industry and and getting to your goals. The number one question that I've seen people struggle with is how can we not rely on motivation? How do I always become motivated? How am I always, how do I get motivated? All these questions is what I've seen so many people ask themselves. And it's coming from a place. I'm going to I'm going to answer this in the way that I it goes further than that. Why do people rely on motivation? I believe that it's not coming from a place of where we are relying on motivation as much as it goes further than that in that we as people are led by our emotions. Listen to what I just said. It's not about motivation. It's about relying on being led by our emotions, period. When you are led by your emotions, you will lack purpose. Consistent. There is going to be no constant in your life if you are led by your emotions. One day you are going to be very motivated to save your money to, be, to become wealthier. Another day, you are going to be really motivated to go to the gym and get in a really hard workout. Another day, you are going to be really motivated to study within your, your field of major. But then other days, you're not. And if anybody has ever gotten success in this lifetime, or if... It, go further than that. Anybody, if you've just even been a part of anything that requires commitment and dedication... You've probably realized that you feel motivated a very low percentage of the time. And if we only get things done when we're motivated, nothing will ever, ever get done. That is why action has to precede motivation. If you do an action that leads you to a successful outcome, you will inherently become more motivated. Even if that action does not lead you to a successful place, but it brings you to channel that energy within the right mindset, you can channel that energy to become more motivated. Because you failed, well, now I want to figure this out. I see that more prevalent in people who actually play video games, believe it or not. People who always played on the hardest mode possible because they just desperately want to figure it out. It makes you have to figure out how to play the game. That's pretty symbolic, I think, actually to life, right? In order for you to become in a more motivated state, if, which there's really no such thing, but if you, want, if, if you want that answered, you have to keep doing actions. If you want to become more motivated to have more money, you have to start saving now. You will, you will eventually feel more motivated when you have thousands of dollars in the bank, Or millions of dollars in the bank, whatever whatever it is. You will become more motivated inherently if you get more results in fitness by going on the right path and doing what you need to do. And that comes with planning, and that comes with simplicity, and that comes with consistency. Showing up doing the right things consistently. And if you want to become more successful in your field of study you have to keep showing up and studying. You might not see the full picture right now. Discipline is what carries you out to see the full vision of what you are trying to become and what you are trying to ultimately be a part of. Take that in for a second. Discipline is what... If you are traveling in the jungle, you can't see what, what's... You can only see what's in front of you. You don't have a bird's eye view of... Of the layout of the land of what is transpiring and what is down the road. The golden gates could be down the road. The place where you are trying to reach is somewhere down the road. And sometimes we question whether we are going down the right path or not. Which is honestly why it's okay to outsource to other people. If you're having trouble, just as a side note, if you are having trouble in your fitness journey, your financial journey, your fields of study, or wherever it is in your life, your relationships, it is okay to outsource to other people. That's like my number one question. When I give consultations to people with inside of fitness or nutrition or martial arts or whatever I'm doing in that regard, one of the biggest questions I ask is, "Do, do you... Where do, my, where do I fit in? Do you, are you already in your journey and you just want some help along the way? Or are you so busy with your life that coming to the gym two to three times a week to figure it out on your own seems like a lot? Do you even want to think about what you're going to do when you get here? It's okay to say no. That's actually a lot more alleviating. That's why people hire financial advisors. Yes, they'll get you more money. Yes, they cost money. But if you find a good financial advisor, it takes one less thing off your plate. Hiring a fitness coach is so much actually cheaper than people realize. You don't need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars a month. You could spend for online coaching. You could sit down with a coach for an hour, pay for their time for just one hour or a half an hour to then just go and they'll fill out the rest of what you need to do for the month. They'll write your workouts. They'll write your nutrition plans. You can see them once a month. Once every other month. You you And then you're responsible for the workouts. You can make it as flexible as possible. But what discipline requires. Is just a little planning. But take the action. If you are not going to do it yourself. Then just outsource it. People spend so much time. Waiting for something to take place. And just never getting anything done. People take years off of their life not achieving their fitness goals or achieving their personal goals or their financial goals when they already are trying to juggle so many responsibilities in one time. It's okay. You don't need to juggle everything at once. It's okay to outsource. Leave it in the hands of somebody else. Spend a little bit of money to outsource it to somebody else. And I realize not all of us have... That capability to do so. Some of us live. I've been here. Paycheck to paycheck. Some of us have outside responsibilities. That we need to put our money towards. Our family. Our friends. Our loved ones. So we have to then. We just let ourselves go. Let me ask you a question. How can you keep giving How can you keep giving to the people that you love if you are not yourself? E. You need to be in a healthy state in order to keep giving your best. By giving back to yourself, you are giving to your family and your loved ones. By disciplining yourself to achieve your goals, you are also showing your family that you too care for yourself and they will respect you for that some of us have a hard time if i of ab- a they'll think that they abandon their family well if i'm taking care of myself or if i go to the gym oh i'm not near my family they'll be okay they will be okay you owe it to yourself to be the leader of your family you owe it to yourself to be the leader of your life because Not everybody is going to be there for you in your life. You will have to get your own back. As much as we can be here to help ourselves, you need to be the leader of your life because nobody's going to take that charge for you. You are the one at the end of the day that makes your decisions. And if nothing's getting done, yes, you need to take action. Or if you can just outsource that, it's okay to outsource because a part of being disciplined is being humble. A part of being a good leader is being humble to recognize that I don't have all the means necessary. I don't even want to figure that out. I don't want to figure out week by week, month by month, year by year, what to where to invest my money. Let me hire somebody else to just take care of my money. I'll put away this much money a month so that I can set myself up down the road. I will I will just I will outsource all of my knowledge to a coach. I can work out at home if I don't have time to get to a gym, I can work out at home. Notice how discipline is challenging yourself to figure it out. Discipline forces you to challenge yourself. Which is a really nice segue to my nest, my next point. Discipline is your best friend. If you are a real friend, or if you have a friend who's really there for you, you will recognize a couple of things. Or your partner, whoever's closest to you, will demand you to have standards. It is... you. How do I want to say this? Your best friend wants what's best for you, right? Your spouse wants what's best for you, right? Your family wants what's best for you, right? Maybe that's not always the case because they'll just say that, but then by the time you go and do something for yourself, they'll come back and they'll gaslight you. Been there before. But a true best friend, let's just stay there, okay? Stay with me. A true best friend wants what's best for you, right? A true best friend will challenge you. They will not argue you. They won't put you down they will figure out how to confidently, firmly communicate with you that they also have needs and that there is an equal give and take between a relationship. Your best friend, not that they will demand it from you, but because if, as long as they see themselves well, they will also... They will hold you to standards. Discipline is your best friend. Those six pillars that we talked about in the last podcast, which if you haven't gotten to, if you're already this far in the podcast, go consider listening to it. Actually, go listen to it. (laughs) The six pillars of excellence under the umbrella of discipline, they're as follows. Health, personal, spiritual, relational, environmental, and then professional. Under these six pillars, it is not a matter of trying to chase perfection, being perfect in every one of those areas. If you were to scale yourself from zero to five and be completely honest with yourself, it is not the idea that you want to constantly give yourself fives or give yourself the benefit of the doubt. It takes discipline to be honest and humble with yourself, to be able to recognize that I am just trying to harmonize all of these things in my life and that By being under how we talked about passion. That I will have many callings in my life to share my gifts. You're starting to see how all these pillars connect with each other. There's a reason that it's a triangle. Because they're all connected with each other. If you're looking at the logo right now. That blue, gold, and red. It's all connected. They are intertwined with each other. Which is what discipline promotes. Discipline promotes harmony in life. Not Balance. Am I preaching? In your life, not balance. I wondered this to myself last year, and I have been stuck on it, thinking about it for all the, almost every week up until I had this thought. Do you ever wonder why you feel stuck in life? Maybe it's because you might have found work-life balance for real. If you are too balanced, things just become monotonous. Things become the same old status quo. And there are some of us that actually like that structure. I don't need this to move. I don't need my, my structure to move. I work my job. I go see my family at night. I play some video games on the weekend. I see my friends there too. And then I'm happy. And you want to know something? i love that for you. I love that. If you genuinely found your happiness there, I am, I love that. And there's times in my life that I'm actually jealous of that because I dip my feet in a lot of different things. Any any of my friends could tell you I am basically a crackhead without the crack of where all where I spend my energy, but I just have that much interest in things, Right. But if you've ever wondered if you feel stuck, maybe it's because you've just found balance. Discipline promotes harmony in your life because it allows you to see all these aspects of where I feel called to and that I'm going to need to put a certain amount of energy into one aspect in this season of my life. And in another season of my life, I might have to juggle work more. And when I start to have kids, I might need to, I still need to have my responsibilities there, but I might need to put more of my energy into my family now, right? In my relational aspect of my life. All of these different aspects that I had said, these six pillars of excellence is where you just harmonize. You recognize that you have responsibilities everywhere. And you have responsibilities to yourself. Discipline, if discipline is your best friend, discipline is what tells you that you owe it to yourself to, to live a very meaningful life and to harmonize all of these aspects to myself. But I need to bring it back to me. I have needs too. Others have needs too. But I will not allow one of those to become more extreme. I will not allow myself to just lose one whole aspect. I've been somebody who, when I started out in the fitness industry, I barely spoke to any of my friends. All of my friends are who with who I worked with at the time. Although, yes, I did have my other friends. Hello. But anybody, excuse me, anybody who I spent time with was basically only from work. I wasn't training the martial arts at the time. I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I barely saw my family because I was getting up and sleeping at such odd hours. And it was like that way for a while. And it wasn't up until around year two and a half to three into my fitness career that I actually started going out and seeing life again. If I were to put it in my professional, if I were to say professionally that I were on a scale of zero to five, I would make that a five. I was going above and beyond. I was humbling myself. I was studying my ass off. I was going out there. I was I was I was really working for it. But in terms of my relational, man, I was like a 1. On a scale of 1 to 5, I was like a 1 there. My environmental, I was like a 2. I was barely eating. I was barely setting myself up for success. There was barely any food for me. I was eating out at all these different places. It's funny how, in the fitness industry, uh, coaches will tell you, actual fitness professional. The susceptibility. You are training people either at 4 a.m. one day and then the next morning you might not need to wake up at that time. So then your sleep schedule gets thrown off. You you work at such weird hours of the day and the middle of your day is wide open where typically everybody is working, but most people don't want to train in the afternoon. You see what I'm saying? It's really hard when you're a fitness professional growing your business in the first one to three years. After that, as long as you do everything right and you discipline yourself to get to where you want to be, you will be successful. Anybody who's a fitness professional or an aspiring fitness professional, that's my piece of advice to you. Discipline yourself, but that does not mean none of the other aspects matter. My spiritual life suffered, my relational life suffered, my personal goals suffered. My work was a 5. Every other aspect of my life was like a 1 or a 2, maybe a 3. It takes discipline. As much as I was disciplining myself to go all in, I lacked discipline in giving all my other surroundings and other needs in my life where I was being called to. I was giving very minimal effort. And that affected my relationships. That affected my own health. Although success in one area may take a lot of sacrifice, that's just the name of the game. If you're going to become really, really successful at something, it will take sacrifice. But that does not mean always that you must just toss everything else off to the side to get to where you want to be. Other people have needs too. People will replace you if you do not give your time and energy to them too. That happened in my relationships. That I've seen that happen at work. I've seen that happen with my own health. It happens. Discipline in all these areas of life promotes harmonizing all of this together. Not reaching balance. Or making sure that you don't go just off the boat and just all into one area where it's not even needed. I wish I was a little bit more freedom based at the time. I don't regret anything of that I did. But it would have, and I take that with me now. So I walk with that in my life. If you are going to discipline yourself, one of the key elements of discipline is simplicity. You don't need to have a master plan you do not need to have it all figured out. You don't need to have all of your ducks in a row. You don't need to see the full vision of where you are going in order to be disciplined and go where you want to be. If your goal is to save up $100,000 in your bank, you don't need to see the full vision and every step of the way of how to get there. If your goal is to lose 30 pounds, you do not need to see every what every week is going to look like. You do not need to obsess every single day about if I am doing everything right and being overly harsh. Because part of being is being able to not only just balance discipline is also what allows you to say, okay. I messed up, no shame, no self-guilt, no comparison to others. I am going to keep moving forward. I will acknowledge this and I will process emotions as I need to because disciplining myself also forces me to be able to look from all aspects to make sure that I am moving in the right direction. But a major key point to discipline is simplicity. Let me give you a very real-life example, just so I'm not talking about just random thoughts and ideas. In fitness, if you, let's say you want to, instead of losing weight, let's say you want to be able to deadlift four plates, 405. Let's say you, you have to be able to know where your max reps are for your deadlift. So let's say you start at 250. I need to be able to discipline myself to find a plan that just gets me from A to B in, in a very efficient way. Not the fastest time possible, but the most efficient, safe, and effective ways that I can. And that could include outsourcing. Go talk to a coach. Or if you're passionate already about fitness, I'm going to discipline myself to figure out which ways have the most bang for their buck. The time, the proven over time methods and methodologies... Little things over time. Where's my program? Got it. I got my deadlift program. Got it. I got my nutrition for it. Got it. I just need to eat this many calories. I need to eat this much protein. Got it. How do I structure that within my meals? Oh, if, if, my, if my goal is to have my body weight and protein, let's say I'm 170, and I want to make sure that I have enough protein in my diet to be able to recover my muscles properly, about a palm size to a palm and a half size per meal is going to get me there. I don't have to figure out. I don't have to weigh everything. See how simple that was? I don't have to weigh everything out. I don't have to be able to weigh, to weigh everything. I don't have to be able to weigh it in grams. I don't have to have every certain amount of protein. But I'm going to eat good food. If it's that size, I'll lie it up. Perfect. Okay. Keep my life as simple as possible. It really... Beautiful. I know I'm going to have some bumps along the way. Am I sleeping well at night? Good. I'm sleeping well at night. I got my sleep. I got my nutrition. I got my physical. I'm going to manage my stress in my life so that I don't become overly stressful because hormones can take into account in your fitness goals. It just takes a little bit of planning. Where's my program? Make sure that I'm set up in my environment. My food is ready, my environment so that my sleep is as optimal as possible, then go. Execute. Start the action. I'm going to deadlift three times this week. The next week, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not going to miss. If I do miss a session, whatever. Back on it. Just back on it. Not overthinking it. It's that simple. My goal is to lose 30 pounds. I need to eat within a little bit of a calorie deficit. I need to make sure my protein is up. I need to keep drinking my water. I can't tell you how many people that I've had come up to me and said, I just ate a whole pizza, man. And they just beat themselves up over it. James, I went out Friday night and I went out Saturday night. I had a burger and fries and I was drinking my face off and I didn't lose any weight. Part of discipline is not only just staying on the path. But also going back to the other pillars of relational. Yes, in my health, I will try it as best as I can to keep it at that four. That five on a scale of zero to five. But I have needs elsewhere too. I can enjoy myself while I'm in this process. That is a huge part of discipline that I... That would have been much nicer to have known earlier on. But that... But now I know. You are allowed, discipline is allowed to also be a little more lighthearted. It requires you to be dedicated. It requires you to be consistent. Your best version of yourself is the most disciplined version of yourself. And is also the most in touch with your purpose. Let me give you a little let me give you a little gold right here. You need to restrict you. You need to leave yourself a little hungry for God to reward you. If you are going to become more financially successful, you need to starve yourself a little bit. I need to stop spending where I don't need it. If I'm gonna become more successful in my weight loss journey or in my my muscle building journey or my performance journey. If you are an athlete in whatever sense, I need to leave myself hungry. I need to leave myself a little hungry towards the things that I not know are optimal for my performance. Maybe drinking multiple times a week is not for me. I need to starve myself a little bit of that. Maybe not hanging around my friends of who I call friends because I know They don't have, they don't understand my goals right now. And as I'm trying to maybe communicate with that with them, they're just not getting it. I might need right now to starve myself a little bit from their presence so that I can get to where I need to be. It is just a part of the sacrifice within those six pillars of excellence. Everything is okay. I am not trying to reach a four or a five out of all of those six pillars. I am just trying to harmonize. I am recognizing that there are needs from every part of my life. But to get to where I want to be, I may have to starve myself a little bit in another area. In being a partner to your spouse, to your, your significant other, I may need to starve myself a little bit from personal needs. I may need to starve myself a little bit from, I might want to be overly successful in work, but I know that if I go off the deep end too far, that she or he or they might leave me. There's a chance of that. They might, you can, you can be replaced. Nobody, do not take them for granted. They will find a replacement if you are not going to meet their needs in the long run. It is all equal play. I need to discipline myself to not... I might need to be in this season very focused and I'm going to communicate that with my partner. But I can't just fully neglect my partner. I can't be that. It should be a part of your discipline and wanting to be a good spouse for your partner. Being there for them where they need you. Spending quality time with them. Speaking their love language. They matter too. They are a part of your support system. If I give to them so freely with passion, with a desire to become excellent, and I discipline myself to also recognize that they have needs too, that is also going to give back to me. A partner, let's say, because I'm a guy, right? Who happens to like girls. I choose to be monogamous. I've, I, I choose to be monogamous. I have reason for that. Because I believe that seeking too much gets distracting from my purpose. It gets distracting from where I can go to my callings. values that i have who is self-aware who's authentic who is faithful who has a desire to become better themselves who has a, a good level of depth all of that if we see eye to eye on all those why she may while she may have some different viewpoints to challenge me to become better her strong points can better my my areas where i can have more improvement Disciplining myself to spend time with her and getting to know her will only bring me higher and higher up. She will challenge my weak points. She will challenge my areas of improvement. And they will do the same for you if you learn how to become a better partner. There are books on this. There are courses on this. There are people with perspective that can help with this. Part of being disciplined is always seeking more than what you know and what you understand. It is being humble to be able to seek things outside of your own field of knowledge and your own. If you are on the path, you can only see with what's in front of you. It is very helpful in whatever way that you see that, whether it's a mentor, God, possibly your partner. To be able to see something from a different angle. From a bird's eye viewpoint. To help me see that I am going in the right direction. That is why I stay in contact with God. I truly believe. That God has looked out for me. Where I have heard no. He has seen things that I haven't seen. He said no to me. To all of those job applications that I tried for. And that I was praying for. But he knew better in areas that I didn't see. I can't see everything at all times. And let me ask you a question. Do you even want to? Do you want to spend all of your time trying to just go crazy seeing from all directions? No. The best in the world outsource. George St. Pierre, one of the greatest mixed martial arts fighters of all time. Coach, a nutritionist, a kickboxing coach, a jujitsu coach, a wrestling coach, a massage therapist, a nutritionist. There are people now, there are fighters who also have mindset coaches. They have a head coach. They have so many different things that add up to a part of their success. And that's just within their field of of their of their of their study, a field of their professional studies. Not even outside in their personal lives. How they set up their environments for the most optimal performance to achieve a goal that they want to be. And I'm not saying that you need to become that. You don't need to become the greatest of all time. It's not, life isn't always that high level of a competition. But wherever you want to be, it takes discipline to also say to yourself and humble yourself that I simply can't see everything all at once. And that is a part of being a passionate human being. Where our part of our purpose is in sharing gifts with others. If I can share my gifts with unwavering joy to you. To do that to me. I believe a really big problem that we have as a whole is being able to receive gifts. And not just gifts, physical gifts, but gifts of servitude. Where people will say, let me do this for you. No, 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 you don't have to do that. You're taking away my ability to give to you. I can give to you, but you won't let me give back? How fair is that? You are taking away somebody's ability to share their purpose. You are taking away their ability to share their gifts. You are taking away their ability to feel better. How do you always feel when you give away freely with no expectation? You feel on top of the world. If you're a decent human being. you If you do not allow yourself to receive that from others, you are taking away their ability to give the same to you. In turn, making them feel better. It takes discipline to be able to outsource and say I will allow not only to share my gifts and and knowing that you are also called to share your gifts with me. You see how this is starting to come in full circle. Resilience is a constant. These three pillars are a constant feed off of each other. They are a constant working in harmony with each other. That is where resilience leads to and that is how like I said in every single podcast up till now dig for greatness. It forces you and it challenges you to be able to go after not only just the things that you desire in your life but your ability to share it with others. Your ability to be able to grow and seek higher mountains. Your ability to not just be stuck in life, but to harmonize where all of your needs are and to be able to be honest with yourself, not overly critical, but for us to be able to constantly seek better, to harmonize and not get too focused in one area because we recognize there are needs and personal goals. Our personal goals matter. Relational, professional, environmental, and spiritual. All of these aspects, it is not my job to try to juggle all of them. Although I have responsibility in all of these areas. Discipline promotes harmonizing. Discipline promotes simplicity. Discipline promotes planning without overplanning. Discipline is what gives you constant access to your purpose. How can I share my purpose, my gifts? How can I become a better human being if I don't have my backbone of discipline? If I am going to be led by emotions, am I going to be guided by my emotions or am I going to be guided by something more stable? Something stronger, something that is always here for me, something that is my best friend, something that wants the best for me, something that if I give an action, I know it's really motivating when you've saved up $100,000 in your bank account. It's really motivating when I finally lost that 20 pounds I've been waiting to. Now I want to seek more. It's really motivating when I made that person's day, made them feel a little more special. That will make me want to be better and share that with more people. And if I know that I give this one action, whatever area of your life that you are wanting to be better at, if you lead with discipline as your backbone, I promise you, I promise you it's a stamp of approval guaranteed that you will climb. And wherever, and it takes discipline. You will have failures. Accept it. You will have successes. Accept it. They will cycle with each other. But as long as you stay disciplined, you will be free. You will have financial freedom. You will have the freedom professionally to be able to seek higher grounds, or to become better at where you are. You will have discipline in your relationships to be able to recognize that in your family, your friends, your coworkers, your extended family, all of those matter. to be able, And they affect your environment, how you set up yourself, your own health. If I give action towards that, if I give action towards saving money, investing my money, there is freedom within discipline. I heard a saying one time that you can choose your hard. Not giving back to yourself is really hard. Not disciplining yourself is really hard. And disciplining yourself is also hard. In one area I just become complacent and I become I I start dreading the day-to-day monotonous path of life and being disciplined There's a lot of responsibilities there. Both are hard. You're going to choose your hard. I am encouraged. You will find more fulfillment. You will be more in connection with your purpose. You will hear your callings. You will live a more meaningful life. You will be able to get to where you want to be. Or not. But as long as you have discipline... You will keep figuring it out. You will become the best version of yourself if you are disciplined and focused. I used to think in the martial arts that disciplined when I was a very disciplined kid. Meaning I was just stone cold, stone faced up until fourth grade where I started to become more extroverted. I thought disciplined was just focus, laser focus. And it does have an element of that. Discipline can seem intimidating at first the more you practice it though the more you become better at it the less scary it is and the more you will realize that discipline is your guiding star your best friend and it is there for you in the harshest of times and it is there for you in the best of times Is your best friend. And resilience is the way of discipline. Connecting with myself. Reaching higher peaks. Becoming a better human being. Staying more in touch with my purpose. And. Making sure. That I am promoting. Harmonization in my life. This is how. How. We've come to the conclusion of the mission statement of resilience. No matter where I go, I will be passionate. I will serve with unwavering joy wherever I go. I will become excellent. I will practice excellence in the sense that I will become high quality in all the areas where I am being called to in my life. And I will discipline, I will manage all of these aspects of myself. They are all connected. And all of this, why does it matter? Because it makes us realize that we don't have to go outside of ourselves to chase anything. We are all looking for answers that help us lead a more meaningful life. This way, the way of resilience, is what allows us to dig inside for greatness. God has installed everything you need inside of you. And he will keep installing things inside of you so long as you stay disciplined to becoming better in that. To becoming better with staying in connection with him. In connection with others. These are the pillars that allow us to dig inside for greatness. And with that said, everybody... That is all I have to say. I want to keep this a little less time than I did the previous episodes. It's pretty counterintuitive to try to motivate you to be disciplined. That's pretty a counterintuitive thought, but I am trying to make a point. Just do it. Figure out the plans that you need and do it. Execute. You can do this. Whoever needs to hear this. On the other side of discipline is your freedom. You will get to where you want to be. So long as you stay disciplined. There will be harder days and there will be better days. They are both guaranteed. And the more that you accept that... The more that you could just recover, the faster you can recover, and the more you could spend time within your own purpose, your emotions, your backbone is in discipline, so that I can spread, I can go after my passions, I can serve with unwavering joy, I can become a better human being. This is the way of resilience. And this is how we dig for greatness. And if you've spent any amount of time listening to any of this initial starting series of this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because this has been just in my brain for years, unspoken. Or spoken to very few people. I want to take the time to say thank you. I want to take the moment to say thank you. That concludes our four-part series on the idea of resilience. And there will be more in the future. And we are going to apply these concepts to other areas of our lives on specific topics in the future. Not every podcast is going to be this way. Guests. But it's always going to come back to how is it that brought us closer to ourselves to be able to dig inside for greatness. Thank you for joining me. That concludes the third pillar of resilience. The way of discipline. Next week we are going on to other topics. We're going to explore other avenues of life. And we are going to spend more time together. More like-minded and open-minded people. Jump in the comments. Please like and subscribe. And I will see you all next time. My name is James. Otherwise known as Kung Foodie. And don't go outside of yourself to chase greatness. Dig inside for greatness.